0: Welcome to the Ritual of Practice podcast. I am your host, Angela Houghton. I am a mom living in the desert Southwest. I practice a lot of things, including yoga and meditation, horsewomanship, and being a kind human. This is a podcast to inspire your practice. I interview people about the how, when, what, and where of their practice. May you find inspiration in their stories to keep showing up for your own practice. Thank you for listening. Today on the podcast, I am interviewing Andrea Grace of Grace Ritual Tattoo located in Moab, Utah. About six months ago, I had the benefit of receiving a tattoo from Andrea Grace, and it brings me so much joy. Every time I look at it, I placed it in a place that I get to enjoy it um, regularly In um In my life experience. So that's been really fun. And I think you're really going to enjoy hearing about her wandering journey as an artist to get to the place where she really feels like she is in a place where she is um, sharing her calling. Her, you know, her in yoga, we call it um, her dharma. So she has found her dharma and she is um, offering it in such a beautiful way. So enjoy listening to her journey. Hello, and welcome to Ritual of Practice podcast. Today on the show, I am in the studio with Andrea Grace. Andrea has a hand-poked ritual tattoo um, business that where she just offers these beautiful experiences uh, for someone to receive her art and in the form of a tattoo. So I thought we'd start today by uh, talking about what hand-poked ritual tattooing is for those who may not be familiar. I certainly wasn't uh, before I decided to get one myself, which perhaps we'll talk about as the show continues. So I'm gonna turn it over to Andrea to tell us about what hand-poked ritual tattoo art is. Sure, thank you. Um,
1: So hand-poked ritual tattooing. So this is something uh, that is, I guess this would be something that unique to me that I do for people so so maybe somebody else's definition of handpoke kind of ritual tattooing could be different but um so for me uh, the act of getting a tattoo is a very sacred thing so when you are getting a tattoo your auric field you know the skin is being opened up the auric field is being opened up so to me when you get a tattoo to set that into a ritual container is where the magic is. So, so ritual tattooing is the opportunity to, or coming to receive a ritual tattoo is the opportunity to get into your heart space and create intentions for you and your life, where you're at in your journey. A tattoo could be um, honoring Something that you recently accomplished, or some a goal that you have. A, the tattoo could be about honoring your beloved family, your family line. It could be about deep healing on the personal level, um, and that can that's a that's a wide scope, right? It can be many many things. It's really just about the person's individual intentions when they're coming to me, but that's where the magic is. So we are setting a sacred container, and doing a sacred blood ritual to honor and empower the heart and its and, and your heart's intentions, honoring empowering the, and empowering the heart and soul. So uh, when someone comes to me, they are gonna be, uh, initially we'll do an intention session. So this intention session is when we have the opportunity to create a design unique to the person coming in. So they will be able to communicate, what's going on in their world at that time, why they would find a healing ceremony, a, a ritual ceremony beneficial in their lives and how we could utilize all the, all the, all the energy, like how we could, how we could uh, get heart-centered on those intentions. And so knowing what the person is or knowing what their goals are with why they would want to receive this sacred magic, and actually, I need to just go back a little bit too, because the sacred magic is when we connect into the heart, connect into the heart of the earth, and connect into the heart of Source, creation, universe. So, so that is our ultimate sacred container. Is the the uh, oh, it's giving me like the little This heart magic. Yeah. The heart is the sacred container. So. So that's where it's all coming from, the heart. So when someone comes to me, we're talking about what's going on, we're talking about why they want to receive this. And then from that space, we're able to create a unique design for that individual person. With Angela, she already knew that she wanted grace. And uh, she came with both her own handwriting of grace and and the idea of perhaps, um, some other fonts, right? Some other typography styles. Anyway, I hope it's okay that I'm Oh, sharing. you can totally, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they real, yeah. yeah. So, so, so um, when Angela came to me, she, she showed me this beautiful written word, grace, that was her handwriting, like, so personal to her and gorgeous handwriting at that, too. Oh, thank you. Yeah, so <laughs> made a perfectly, like, the tattoo sat really beautifully with that handwriting in her placement. So anyway, so she was able to bring something that she already knew that she wanted, that you wanted Angela, (laughs) Um, to be able to translate that into the tattoo. So so looking at this grace, we had to work within the means of hand poke tattooing, which is different than machine. So with hand poke tattooing, each dot is, is placed individually by hand and so there's um this is where it taps into to me the ancestral aspect or the ancestral connection because this is direct hand to skin um very primal in a way tattooing has been around forever Mm. and i think heavily in the context of ritual as blood sacrifice as a uh, sacred ceremony as potently magic tangible mm, i'm not sure what the word i want to look is. i'm not sure what the next word is there but but this is an ancient sacred ritual um anyway
0: so and i, I felt that very much andrea in my experience and then to just uh drop back in when you touched my tattoo this just now like I felt like it it almost took me back to the ritual Mm -hmm. and to the energy of it and I think that's why like my heart like yeah (laughs) tears burst forth because yeah it dropped me into my heart space and yeah I shared how much I love it and how much it means to me to be able to yeah look down on it and feel connected yeah yeah feel connected
1: yeah it's powerful stuff because you're when like you as the receiver this is like like you know if it's time to get one of these sacred tattoos and Mm -hmm. like you're not going to show up at my doorstep if it's not time um because I think the heart has that innate wisdom that innate knowing and and you'll feel it if that container is what what your soul can benefit from so I feel like you really knew that it, was, <laughs> that it was time to come and do that sacred ritual. Yes. And then to be able to like look at that and, and remember your intentions and remember just the fact that this is something that truly honors your heart and your soul to move forward on your journey and your evolution. Like This is something that will support that evolution. It's always going to be a point of unconditional love because when we begin the ceremony, so, okay, so got a little, mm-hmm. little wonky there, so someone comes to get um, the, you know, to set the, so someone will come for a session to set the intentions, and for us to get the design solid, so with Angela, it was already, we, we knew that she wanted to do grace, so it was quite straightforward, um, sometimes people don't know what they want, and that's great as well because we have the opportunity to create something based on what we're communicating about, based on intuition, based on the moments flow, which you know is heart-centered and juicy, because we ready we're in the heart, we're in the sacred container. So so then allowing these designs, these unique sacred designs to come forward for the person mm. is really special. And often the people feel like that's always been a part of them in some way like it just came out of them mm. um, so anyway so that is a really unique aspect of the process is coming in to talk about the intentions uh create a sacred design like just feel it like when it gets to that right moment on a design everybody feels it and so it's like you just know that that is it and so then um it could be that the person so I do it kind of two ways. If, if it's a smaller, if you know you're going for like a small tattoo, you could come in uh during the earlier part of the day to set that intention, do the design, and then later in the afternoon, three hours later, come back and have that tattooed same day. But more often I find that the flow is to separate. The sessions and have an intention session one day. Get it all dialed. Get the design dialed. Um, maybe even stencil that baby on your on the skin and wear at home uh, the temporary stencil so you know that it's like you know you can feel it out. Um, <laughs> anyway, so then and then come back at a later time and like really prepare yourself because this is a big deal. This mm-hmm. is um, this is not just a tattoo. This is a a very sacred container um, connecting to the the realm of unconditional love. Uh, Words cannot express (laughs) the depth of this delight, right? So it's an arousal of the spirit through the plane of unconditional love. Um, It's really a healing modality. Anyway, so then they come back uh, to actually get the tattoo. and this is this is how i this is my long full circle of <laughs> of this so when you when we initially are setting this container for the sacred ritual um based on what we talked about in that intention setting ceremony when the person comes back we actually create a sacred altar to hold the vibration while we're doing the tattoo and so i like for people to bring their own sacred objects that are important to them that uh, that support them in some sort of fashion they have a connection to that are meaningful to them and then based on what they told me i've already set up a base altar so uh, the crystals are my friends the the stones and um, i use them or utilize them in these altars so so when I've talked to somebody, like when I'm preparing, when I'm setting up the tattoo ritual, I feel like a certain crystal will like raise its hand, like talk to me, like, yo girl, like <laughs> I'm coming out today. And um, like, it's always different ones. It's always like, there's just an intuitive knowing. Like, I feel like they're my friends. They're like, like we know how we can work together to support someone or to help hold that container of sacredness and healing. So, you know, the crystals offer this vibrational frequency, you know, tapping into the chakras, tapping into our vibrational fields. It's the subtle realms. And I mean, the crystals, they're on first plane of existence. They're like holding down our base structure. You know, they are like the crystal grid. They're the structure. So, so I feel like to have them in sacred ceremony, holding that space for us, based on your intentions and based on who raised their hand and wants to come out. So, so I'll lay out a base structure of those. And then when, when the person comes, they add their own personal touch to this sacred altar and perhaps even choose a couple more crystals out of the, out of the case and depending on what they're being drawn to. So we really create this, uh, force field is what i want to say of of energy based on the intentions of the person and then um, before we actually start the tattoo um, so you know we'll set up the altar we'll maybe set the stencil to be tattooed or or draw on something if we're if it's something to be drawn or whatever so we'll get the we'll get what we're going to tattoo on the skin and it's in its impermanent form <laughs> and then before we start tattooing we actually do a sacred smudge to officially and formally uh you can't see my arms but i'm setting the <laughs> yeah. circle here yeah. a sacred circle. so so at that point um that's the opportunity to, to say out loud we are connecting into the heart connecting into the heart of the Mama earth the heart of creator heart of source And from that heart space, that energy is what contains the whole room. That energy is um, spreading out from the heart and creating our sacred circle together for the sacred ritual. Uh, I do a bit of a prayer. It seems to be a bit different every time I get... uh, We don't know what's going to come out with downloads. (laughs) Checking into the heart and and being in the flow. And uh, so, but always there's the connection to the heart, to the heart of the earth, and to the heart of Creator. I also ask if, uh, before this portion starts, I ask folks if they're open to allowing their angels, guides, and ancestors most pertinent, their most benevolent beloveds most pertinent to supporting witnessing holding sacred space for the magic that is going to take place when this is a this is a, a rite of passage for someone. this is a sacred moment and so we want to invite in their team their support team um and and honor the support team you know like like let them know that we are grateful for their presence and grateful for their guidance and support and um for they're witnessing us in our own journeys as they went on their own journeys um so no doubt they know the depths of life um anyway so so with that sacred smudge inviting in the most benevolent beloved it's pertinent to that moment and uh, then beginning the tattoo and and as we're doing this tattoo uh for the person receiving because we've while we're tattooing, we're opening up the auric field. And so through the heart connection, through the container of being connected to the mama earth and creator, you, uh, it's basically like allowing any energy in the body that needs a refresh, a cleanup, uh, like some extra love. It's 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 sending, it's it's allowing all of your energy to be in the plane of unconditional love, to be. Healed, loved, taken care of, nurtured, uh, all those juicy words (laughs) of just like the full like we are part of creator and to be able to go back to that space of being held by all that is and like total refresh. So so as as I'm doing these individual little pokes on the skin, that energy is just circulating like to the plane of unconditional love we're in the plane of unconditional love it's like then when that when it when the needle hits again it's like that energy is coming back through the heart and then the heart knows where that energy now wants to live mm-hmm. so being returned back into its most usable uh let's see i get a little tongue-tied sometimes <laughs> a lot of the words. Okay. Yeah, there's a lot of words Um, but the most usable proper place for for the moment you're in so Mm -hmm. you know so it's it's all your own juice it's all your own juice we're just giving a refresh we're tuning into source like um and then and then allowing it to come back into the body in its most harmonious way and Mm -hmm. and form so that you know you can keep on your path and it's all about the heart center so anyway, so then we go through the tattoo, and it ends up seeming to be that while I'm tattooing, it just kind of comes out that each dot, I end up spelling out the word love, L-O-V-E, mm. L-O-V-E, over and over mm. again, because it just, like, keeps my rhythm for some reason. It's just, or it's part of my rhythm, um, and, you know, of course, maybe different things might, conversations with the folks receiving may come out, or or it's always it's each session is different, but um, but they always end with another sacred smudge, honoring the person receiving, thanking our beloveds, our angels, guides, and ancestors for holding space with us, and uh, doing the sacred smudge and closing out officially that sacred space, that sacred container, um, in love and. Yeah, so so the sacred container is opened, and the sacred container is closed, mm. and then it is complete. How did you learn this, Andrea?
0: Like, I, I guess I'm just curious. I mean, it makes so much sense for you to offer this, having been been someone to receive it. I mean, you feel <laughs> the perfect vessel, <laughs> you know, to offer this, this type of sacred ritual. Uh, I'm curious how you learned it and what first sparked your interest.
1: Yes. So this is, this is fun. This is a a bit of a, a long journey in a way. Um, my very first interest in tattooing came about when I was 18. And uh, let's see, 18 or 19. Now, I spent a bit. <laughs> a few years ago. <laughs> so um, 38 now. So anyway, so 20 years ago about. I uh, went and got my first tattoo uh, with a boyfriend I was with at the time. We both went and got tattoos. He already knew where we were going. Like, he knew the artist. I was just like, okay, yeah, I'm ready. I'm getting my first tattoo. I went and got, and I was already studying art. So I was already in college, so 19. So I was already in college studying art, like, on the art scholarship. Art was, art was my jam. I'm like, art still is my jam. <laughs> So, so um, anyway, go to get this tattoo and I'm like have this hit. Like I wanna be a tattooer. Mm-hmm. Like have the hit, right? Mm-hmm. And then and then, you know, I'm in I'm in school going out, like doing studying I was studying printmaking and I was studying um, I ended up studying sculpture later on, but so studying printmaking, studying some graphics, like studying just taking all the art classes but uh anyway my little tattoo dream like for a minute it was hot for a minute I was like yeah I want to do this like but then the realities of like okay like how do I like I never I didn't I didn't follow through with that dream at that moment mm-hmm. I just kept going on with my life right time just, passed Ooh, that's my, one
0: of my questions yes. Did time pass from when you first had that yes. interest or hit because yeah. I've had things like that too
1: and then has to recirculate I yes. feel like the soul knows these yes. things you know it's like a little a little glimpse right mm-hmm. so anyway um but so was going to school for art um eventually what uh was it so I was in College Eastern Utah which is now Utah State um, anyway, I was there for a few years, a couple years Then I ended up going to, to Utah State and, um, I just was having a really difficult time in my life doing, it was not, I was a depressed honey. I mm-hmm. was in a real bad way. Anyway, um, ended up leaving school, had met a couple friends in school. We rode our bikes to Moab, uh, rode my bike to Moab, oh, that was, uh, bicycle. Okay. I'm yeah. So, bike a single speed bicycle okay uh from from, from the, <laughs> to Utah. <laughs> Lehigh, Utah to Moab with these great friends my friend my dear friend Amy she's the one that turned me on to Moab like I knew I wanted to come here uh actually I came here for rafting I used to be a raft guide and four-wheel drive guide um anyway so when I first moved to Moab like that's when my medicine woman journey started mm. so I was living eventually in my little trailer it started as the, the car then the truck then the little trailer so I was living in this trailer behind Tagalong in a the hills. yes <laughs> and um I was just so into like I ended up finding this book called let's see which one was it maybe star woman or anyway these books by lynn andrews who's also a medicine woman and i found one at the thrift store and i just ate it up i was like okay i'm making my medicine bundle i am setting my we're gonna go out into the desert we're gonna make our sacred circle we're gonna we're gonna we just diving in and Mm -hmm. it just really lit me up like majorly Mm -hmm. um anyway so i was i was studying that i was uh definitely like coming up on needing some change in my life I had been working for the rafting company uh, just it was time to to change so we needed some change um I was like thinking of what I would do I don't know like maybe herbal school like I was I was into making my own plant medicine like lotions or so it just be your
0: mid20s this was in my th- 20s I yeah I have a question back to it yeah. I think so you biked here i just to, i mean because people could be listening to this from all over the world so lehigh to moab this is not like a short down the road yeah. sort of bike ride like so do you was, if you came here on your bike then yeah, you yeah. had to go back and get a vehicle well, but it's just an yeah, adventure well,
1: yes yeah, so somebody else ended up bringing me my car later so it okay. was like an oh, adventure like um did have I didn't have all my belongings on my bike or whatever. A but it totally was. It was like this deep initiation into moving to the Moab. So is that like
0: how many miles do you think was, that is?
1: I believe it's like two. It's like just over two fifty, I think. Like
0: single feet. speed. Yeah, I
1: was. Yeah, now I'm like,
0: oh. Oh, Are <laughs> on the highway or were you guys on back road? Did we, you take yeah. six?
1: we and we took to highway six okay yeah we did um we took four days to do it and um like
0: what year me- would have this been in this was in
1: 2008 okay yeah
0: your if, pilgrimage uh, maybe, to yep. the desert
1: yeah with some and then
0: friends. people brought and then car. another friend
1: yep another friend brought the car like she ended up meeting us like i had to go to maybe like I had to do my woofer in another town so this friend one some friend met it I don't remember how the whole thing went somehow my car came to me thanks Beautiful. to my friend
0: and a woofer <laughs> um is a wilderness first responder course that is required if you want to be a raft guide or a mountain bike guide yeah, yeah.
1: so so yes that was like my you know just like getting into my and that's like okay well it was like I mean, I felt I was like finding myself. I'm like going on this adventure that was really empowering. And I'm like, yeah, I probably won't ever do that again on the single speed or ride on the highway ever again like that. But it was great at the time. It was what you needed. It's exactly what we needed.
0: Did you, were you depressed before coming here? And then you started to lift out of that upon arriving. And then it took
1: um, a while. It like really felt like getting deep into the self, learning, like mm-hmm. like really looking at the self and like, you know, um in the rap you know, I'm living in my little trailer on the rafting company property. You know, there's a lot of drinking. There's a lot of partying. Mm. So, you know, I'm like, yeah. <laughs> you know, and then like really having to like understand different things that could come out of that or uh different you know for me personally just like I really had to had to learn about myself. Mm-hmm. And uh and for whatever reason the medicine woman stuff just really was feeding me. Mm-hmm. Like I knew that that was a path that I needed to follow. So so anyway, so this one friend of mine, actually Amy, who was one of the gals that rode down on the bike, she's great. She she was like, Why don't you go to massage school? Because I'm like a oh, herbal school. I don't know, maybe I'll go back. I had no idea what I wanted to do, really. But when she said massage school, like something clicked majorly. I was like, oh, I already know where I'm gonna go. Oh, like, wow. um, ended up going to the Healing Mountain Massage School in Salt Lake, moved in with one of the friends that had also ridden his bike to Moab, just on a, for he just did it for the fun of it, right? Um, anyway, so I got to move into that place up in Salt Lake and I was able to go to the Healing Mountain Massage School uh, just right down the street. Like, I could walk to school. Like when Amy told me go to massage school, it just like, brrr,
0: Synchronicity. like everything aligned. Yeah, right? I love that. Yeah.
1: Like it's so good. So, so going to massage school was like the medicine woman path for me. Right. It was like, like um, opening up more layers on that path. Mm-hmm. So studying in massage school, you know, we're studying multiple modalities, of healing it's not just all massage so so i got to do uh, crystal studies like chakra studies like energy work studies reiki um and then all these different styles of massage as well so um i brought that back I, i graduated i brought that back to moab got a job at spa moab and worked there for about five years doing these and also opening my own place. It was called Grace Wellness. And so um, so I would offer massage and energy work sessions. So like Reiki is, I guess, the easy way to say it that a lot of people are familiar with, but it's really like more than that, right? Like you're tuning in to, it's like, it's that heart resonance that we're talking about yeah. with the ritual tattooing. Reiki is just the easy way to say energy work, I guess. So Anyway, so through doing these sessions um, for these five years, I really started to get an understanding of energy and um, like understood, gain more understanding of myself as an empathic human, like a highly empathic human, and how much energy can really be exchanged in those type in in that moment, right? So so I really had to like protect myself like it was like um I was taking on people's stuff right because mm-hmm. I'm like oh I just care for them so much you know and I don't even I, don't, I wasn't even like uh realizing that I was taking on the stuff but it would manifest in my physical body so through doing this massage work I understand I understood how magnificent energy work is mm-hmm. like really like the subtle realms are mega and yeah. so it was like just to to have that energetic knowing was the key yeah. like that's why i did massage for five years because i needed to learn yeah. the energy part of this so that my 18 year old dream of tattoo or artist woman could come back through and facilitate that yeah. as sacred ritual as um energy aware you know because like you know you are like getting a tattoo your auric builds open up if the container is not contained like you can have transfer like as as an artist you could be picking up a bunch of stuff or mm-hmm. as a receiver maybe if, if the you know if your person's in like a crappy mood like mm-hmm. you know I'll smudge that you might want <laughs> a little smudge afterward or whatever. I mean of course you can always go into a tattoo with your own sacred container, right? Like it does not, like you can go get a tattoo from anyone and set it up for your. Of course, well, it's someone you resonate with, hopefully. <laughs> but set your own container, so so you can always make a tattoo special to you. Of course, but anyway, so so yes, yeah, so doing this massage work ended up really giving me the key to be able to do this as a as in my medicine woman way. So mm-hmm. to combine those major aspects of my life, art and healing, right? The, the the world of healing, healing for myself, holding the space for other peoples to heal. Like, I don't consider it that like, oh, I gave you a tattoo. I just healed you. Like, I don't mean it like that. I mean it as we're holding the sacred container for you to do your own mm-hmm. deep work. And like, we hold in a deeply heartfelt sacred container this is like um it just it's it's so special so anyway so massage tattoo sacred tattoo magic
0: thank you for sharing that wisdom of that connection that how integral the massage piece was and how that came together so gracefully and and yeah it really made it so that you could offer what you offer today so beautifully um and have that the weaving of that yes. connection yeah 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 it's like this whole journey
1: like I feel like it just leads us even though we may not know where it's rolling yeah it doesn't like... make sense always in the moment just like oh yeah
0: this and yeah yeah I love it yes. <laughs> I yeah <laughs> I was just reflecting I'm like sometimes I feel so open and clear on that and other times so resistant uh-huh. I think mm-hmm. it depends on what it is yes um so I was thinking about the skin, you know, and preparing for and just the actual practice of creating the art on skin because you need skin to practice. Yes. <laughs> yeah. like, oh, she she needs actual physical skin right. to do her practice. And so I imagine there's a lot of appreciation for those that want to, you know, receive uh, yeah. the art. And yeah. then how, what did that look like in the beginning as far as you know, I mean, I just, I look at my tattoo and, and I told you before we started how much I love it and how much it means to me. And yeah, I just imagine that it took some time to, to practice the hand poking. Do you want to share some of yeah. that with
1: us? Yeah. Um, yeah. It actually really took a lot of, it, it was a major learning curve. Um So initially like started tattooing my own self Um And initially, okay, so actually, there's, this is just a fun little thing about how I ended up being able to even start getting into tattooing, because um, it's not just something you're like, oh, it's like, like, there's, like, I felt like the universe, divine plan, like, handed me a nugget, you know, so, so this was in 2017. Um, I had gone, I was dating a guy, went to California. Got a tattoo, hadn't been tattooed in a while, right? Had it been a while. I like forgot about my tattoo dreams, you know? Oh, so yeah. I go to California, get this new tattoo, and have that same thing. A hit. Like, oh yeah. And so um, I was like, okay, I'm going to make some moves to work toward this. Get home from California. My grandma, before I even tell her this, she's like, you know, Drea, I really think you should consider doing tattooing again. <laughs> i'm like (laughs) just i'm thinking about this right now yeah so then go back to moab because i'm working my way back to moab so get back to moab a friend of mine has a friend of his in town uh they want to meet up he brings her over turns out she's a tattooer
0: wow this
1: gal adrian so she ends up she had brought her tattoo machine with her um Anyway, so we start talking, and I'm like, I'm, all, I'm interested in this. She's like, why don't you come and tattoo me? Whoa. It's so, she, yeah, so it was like the craziest thing. So she loves to collect like first time tattoos.
0: Oh my um, goodness.
1: Uh, so <laughs> oh, she has, she has <laughs> these wonderful <laughs> tattoos that are like wonderful and technically not good at all, but wonderful, right? And uh, anyway, so she ended up allowing me, she set up her whole setup. This was with a machine. And she showed me everything about her setup um and allowed me to tattoo her and she and she had a, she already had the drawing uh, we put a you know put the stencil on I just followed this thing it was like a little more fine line that I would normally go for I was a little nervous <laughs> what? anyway so Wait, but no,
0: this is your first one right first one
1: ever yeah yeah and she's letting me she's like allowing me to tattoo this on on her and and so she just she would say like oh too deep if I went to because it's like the depth is like a serious thing right so so anyway so this was just a special moment this is how I was able to have my first tattooing experience.
0: What wild synchronicities you so had!
1: It was it wow. was aligned. Yes. And so because she showed me everything I needed, I then was able to go get all of those things through with my grandparents, my grandma and grandpa. They helped me get a machine the all the stuff yeah, right like, um and i was like so new to it so i didn't know exactly what i was getting like i bought way too much ink like oh my gosh <laughs> are you still working through it <laughs> well and it, it expires so okay. so now we're going to use that for painting <laughs> okay <laughs> you know anyway it was just so funny cuz this is like i'm like okay i i do not know like i'm i'm te- like i had one lesson from her you know mm-hmm. like we ended up meeting up later and tattooing each other later um but anyway initially i'm like going off of this at least i knew you know i took photos of all the things so anyway so through my grandparents was able to get get all this stuff to start learning so once i got all this stuff you know fruits were my friend i would tattoo the banana, banana. Uh-huh. just like tattoo the banana um, I was, this is with a machine, so I'm, like, learning with a machine, um, and then tattooed myself, like, I ended up tattooing myself for the first time, actually, with that gal, Adrian, in Colorado, um, and I didn't know I was tattooing myself that day, it was, like, I was not prepared, <laughs> like, what did you, it was, it what was did like, you... we, it's, like, this crazy, like ritual moment where like we like like I had to or like in a way or it was like important. So I ended up tattooing this uh this flower power sunface. I already knew that I wanted to do a sunface flower like before, but I had forgotten at the moment. So she mm-hmm. had all this different flash that she had drawn. So this flower actually comes off of a piece of actually of a it's in New York I guess and it's a it's a it's in concrete. Like these flowers are all in this beautiful concrete that she found somewhere in New York and had taken a photo of. Mm -hmm. So I've got a a flower from New York, I guess. (laughs) Um, Anyway, but- Inspired by. (laughs) Inspired, yes. Inspired by. So um, anyway, so I was tattooing this flower and I had forgotten about my sun face dream. Uh, But then I just randomly started doing these dots on this flower we don't know why we just roll in with this energy and the sun face ended up coming out anyway and I was like and then I had the memory of like oh yeah that's what I want that's what I wanted to do (laughs) but anyway so yeah so that was my first tattoo on myself and then so tattooed myself tattooed some lovely friends that were gracious enough to allow me to tattoo them and it was a beautiful experiences because it still was about that sacred ceremony um yeah dear friends I'm so thankful to them because it really is um important to see the heel on these things so I tattooed my friend Cole and uh tattooed this I tattooed a a flower on his arm with a machine anyway I'm thinking I all did this like great job but yeah no it like it kind of fell out like it didn't stay it didn't hold I didn't get it in there well enough so I actually had to do that one twice, right, go back and outline it again. Once it was Um, healed? Once it was healed, and that was with the machine. Anyway, through, like, doing these different tattoos with the machine, I ended up realizing that I would, like, I'm more connected to the hand poke. Like, it's, um, like, to me, it's, like, I can get each dot exactly where I want it. I don't have to worry about, like, my, my wrists, they got tired, right, doing all the massage and everything, like, I have to be very mindful of like of my hands. Mm-hmm. And so like when I'm hand poking, you know, I don't have to hold a big heavy thing. Not that all the machines are heavy or whatever, but it's just like more weight to control. Mm-hmm. And with the machine, you're moving nonstop, right? So if you got a shaky hand, you're gonna f it up, you know. Mm-hmm. So like you really have to be able to, like to to hold that steady. Mm -hmm. and it is something that I'm going to revisit like I just got a wireless tattoo machine so I'm going to continue my studies with that but but anyway um the hand poking really started to call to me so then I started to learn with the hand poking and just by tattooing myself and my friends and witnessing the heel was able to like really learn so much because like I thought I was going to just like Gonna automatically be like, oh yeah, I got. I'm like, i I'm be good at this because I'm a good artist, you know. Like I got this, but like it was actually very humbling and a lovely experience to be able to like truly like um, get into that learning process. And I'm still learning. Like I just finished a tattoo on myself that also says Grace. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, nice had, yeah. So I had tattooed this on myself with the machine, and this was five years ago oh, that, that I tattooed the outline. So initially mm-hmm. I tattooed this out, I drew it on, on my forearm, and um, initially tattooed the outline with the machine, and I'm actually quite impressed with my lines, they're like, they are tight, They I, like, just because of the shaky hand thing, so to like, mm-hmm. you know, that's the first time I ever, that was the first time I ever tattooed font, I'm like, new to tattooing, I tattooed this big grace on my arm, and actually I'm, very glad that like i was able to get those lines nice um anyway so i wore it just as the outline for five years and then uh recently like three weeks ago i wanted to fill it in with color so it it fades from green Mm -hmm. to pink and then the g that goes down a little lower fades to purple so um So because I haven't done a lot of major color packing with the hand poking, like more often it's more line work like what you have or um, some color packing, but not big areas. Mm -hmm. So this was quite a lot of color to fill. So it was like perfect practice to do on myself to get that, to learn the fade, right? Because I'm trying Mm -hmm. to transition from green to pink, but you got to like, you got to get that fade in the middle. Mm -hmm. So, so three weeks ago I tattooed the G observed how it healed, Mm -hmm. saw where I needed to make my adjustments to make that clean fade, which ultimately I'm like pretty happy with that first G fade. But when I did the rest of the letters the other day, I really Mm -hmm. feel like I nailed the fade. So it was so that's like the practice on my own self. So I'm like, you know, to pack in this color on my own self and then watch the whole process of that healing. Mm -hmm. That gives me so much information that I can then translate to the person receiving because I don't get to witness the heel. You know, I don't get yeah. to, I don't get to be there like, yo, put on your ointment or like, yeah. you better wash that, you know, wash that twice a day, get that ointment, you know, yeah. or whatever. So, or like, do not go out in the sun or, you know, people are going to still just do their thing. You know, like I can't keep them from not putting their tattoo in bright sun or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, these are things that will affect the tattoo, um, like, because you really want to keep it clean and, and taken care of in, in the initial healing process for it to set in the best way possible so anyway so to be able to witness on my own skin how something heals in its entirety and then settles is like gold as far mm-hmm. as the info and and then like those friends that allowed me to tattoo to them early to see theirs and then it's it feels good to see the progress you know because the learning curve was such a big one so it's like I feel like like to get it now is like it just feels so good and then when I see the people in the town like what you know going to the community events or whatever like seeing you today yeah like when I see the tattoo in real life and then I see the glow of the women all stoked (laughs) because their tattoo was such a magical powerful Personal heartfelt experience, like that is where the juice. Like I love that feeling. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yes. Beautiful. I that actually leads right into my next curiosity, which is, did the ritual piece evolve over time, like from when you did your first tattoos to how you're offering it today? Was that was there an evolution in that piece?
1: Definitely. Yeah. Um, so initially when they, when I was doing these tattoos, like you know, I was tattooing my friends in my kitchen <laughs> and, and, you know, they, and so although we would set up, you know, we're, you know, we're saying we're doing this for your greatest and most like, you know, setting up our own little special container there overall, because, because now I actually have a dedicated room mm-hmm. to tattooing. I have a licensed tattoo shop now so I had to go from, you know, kitchen witching to <laughs> to like really having a sacred container that is legal, that's sterile, that's, you know, everything is like up to code here, you know, so it like, so that aspect changed like the, the physical container to hold the ritual. And then even the offering within the the way, or let's see, how the setup of the way that it unfolded. Mm-hmm. So when I was initially working, you know, people would kind of like, like somebody told me what they want, and then I drew it up, and then, and then I found that like, you know, me drawing something when they're not there, and then show it to them later. There's like, no, 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 they, they want different changes, they want different things, and then I'm like drawn over here forever. I'm like I'm tired. I don't want, like it was more valuable. Like, I have learned over time that it was more valuable to me and to them to have the face-to-face
0: mm-hmm.
1: setting where we, we create exactly what you want. You get to, like, if you don't like that line, we're going to change that line. Yeah. <laughs> like, we're going to work it until it feels just right. And I found that to be both more effective in the design itself, but then also in that intentional container space where then the person is really involved in Mm -hmm. saying why we're doing this, you know, like, it's like, so that aspect changed. Like I started to like make that a priority of we need, we need our own session for that to, Mm -hmm. to create the design and to create that, that knowing of why we're even doing it, like, what's the point. Mm -hmm. And so to be able to communicate all those things that, that really, uh, you know that shifted from the early days to be a really full container. I feel like a really um, essential. I feel like for the work that I do. Mm-hmm. You know, some artists that works perfect for them. Like they can draw up a beautiful thing, and and the person is like, yep, yeah, ding. You know, like mm-hmm. there it is. But for me, for me, I feel like like why not get direct to it with the person in front of me? It mm-hmm. just works for that for my application um like i said for that intention setting opportunity Mm -hmm. um but yeah so it has evolved it's definitely evolved from from kitchen witch into to to a very solid um sacred and legal container wonderful (laughs) Um,
0: have you shared these skills with anyone else have you now taught anyone else how to
1: hand poke um let's see i've talked you know just like little tips and tricks here and there with some people um i do think that in the future it probably would be something that would i don't know i feel like some aspect of of passing along this the wisdom that i've gleaned from this is will some of this this will be passed on in some fashion like it's come up in um in, or in sessions with my oracle as well like mm-hmm. where where she can see that oh I'm going to be passing this wisdom on to people at some point in my life so I do feel like you know i'm I'm so passionate about this work that I'm like yeah. le- I'm like learning everything I can yeah. both on the tattoo front and you know like the personal deep inner journey work of mm-hmm. like being a whole human and it like the real you know we are, Let's see. I'm not, I don't I don't want to say that actually. Well, I think just
0: being here, listening to you, I would say you are already passing it on to every human that you share this journey with, or this, this gift with. And then also here today on the podcast, you're passing this wisdom on. So it's happening. It's like in real life, in the moment it's happening.
1: Yes.
0: Uh, And then uh, let's see if there's any questions that I've missed on my list oh do you see yourself doing this for the rest of your life
1: i do feel like this is a life path for me i feel like it is like yeah you know, i'm gonna be i do see myself being an old lady tattoo okay. right? yeah i'm like this is it for me yeah. Awesome. yeah yeah
0: yeah and then what are you currently reading
1: let's see um Let's see. Well, actually, okay. So we were talking about Lynn Andrews. Mm-hmm. So some books of hers showed up in the in a free box again, and,
0: like recently. Yeah, just
1: <laughs> like just like <laughs> like two many years, years ago. Work. Yeah, like two okay. years ago. And different or the same? Some of the same, some different. Um. And so I ended up reading one that that I don't recall reading. I could have been that I did, but you know, because I don't retain all the things, yeah. but, um, anyway, so I ended up reading this one and I'm, I'm not sure if I can remember the title of it. It's okay. You can tell me later
0: and we yeah. can put it in the show notes. Okay. And I think just Love her it. as an author, we'll, we'll definitely put yeah. it in the show notes. And then if you think Love of the it. book, we'll, we'll pop it in there. Okay. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. Well, is there anything that we talked about today or that you feel like we didn't touch on that kind of shares the essence of this journey um that you're on you want to share with the
1: listeners I feel like yeah I feel like you have the space to let me really just talk about it all like thank you so much for Mm -hmm. allowing me to go in a little ramble about it (laughs) I just really love it I'm so thrilled about it and I'm especially thrilled that like like you as the receiver like the 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 people coming to receive the tattoos that I'm especially thrilled that they're so special to them yeah because that's like that is the magic.
0: You know? It felt like magic. It still feels like magic. And I I think my big takeaway here is just a joy to listen to you and just to feel your energy of how lit up you are by this. Because I recognize that in certain areas of my life when I'm like, wow, I'm so like by yeah. this certain thing. And so um, I just love connecting with that feeling. And I could really feel that from you today okay. as you shared oh. about this. So thank you so much, Andrea, for Sharing uh, with us today, with the listeners, with me and with sports, all the moaning and sighs that you heard that was the (laughs) old man, sporty dog (laughs) playing between us right now. (laughs) Yes, thank you. Thank you so much. Have a great rest of your day. Thank you so much for listening. I love hearing all the different rituals that people have for their practices. If you have questions or want to connect, please reach out for my website the ritual of practice.com. You can also find me on Instagram as practice grace. If you liked this episode, please share it with someone you love until next time. Keep practicing.